This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. AM570, an LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on AM570LASports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue on. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. David Vassay joins us this hour. GM meetings underway. What are the Dodgers thinking? Uh, also, in a moment, we'll have the haiku. Pay tribute to Vic, who is resting comfortably, getting better. That is good news for all of us, and uh, we'll have that haiku. I see Paul's in Oceanside. He's standing by, so he, he'll be delivering it. Also, we're giving away those tickets. We'll do it this hour. Clippers, Lakers tomorrow night at the Crypt. Our suite. Be there. It's all on us. We want to see you. I have a quick question. I heard in the oh. update that the Kings are playing Minnesota tonight. I already know that. The Kings are playing Minnesota, but they mentioned it in the update. Jonathan Quick is expected to play. Kings fans, if you're listening, I do have a question. Bailey was injured, their mascot. I think Bailey was injured in the preseason. He showed up at the last game bandaged up his Bailey head was all wrapped as if he had gone to the hospital what happened to Bailey somebody said he he hit his head on a beak and I don't know if that's true or not I don't know if he what do you mean by a beak well maybe wild wings beak beak. like the duck's beak Uh, he got hit with a beak yeah that's what I heard I don't know it to be true I don't know the story but I knew he was injured it's not often the mascot gets injured. Yeah, and the Kings aren't saying. They say uh, uh, at Bailey King suffered an upper body injury and has been placed on IR. So the Kings are being tight-lipped, as hockey teams usually are, Fred. But he came back. <laughs> he came back. He was all bandaged up. And the funny thing was, I, I don't think it was a joke. I think he really got hurt. But how he got hurt, I don't know. And if anybody does know, call us and tell us. Because I can call the Kings, but obviously they're not saying anything. Kevin. Don't feed the ducks at Echo Park. Well, they're Oh. I mean, maybe he got into it with, with uh, the ducks mascot. Maybe. And suffered a, a beak injury. He got beaked. But <laughs> Got beaked. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm just, if anybody knows, if anybody knows, please call us and tell us what happened to Bailey. Because I would be very curious to find out. Okay, it is now time for the Daily Haiku. Oh, yeah. We welcome on Paul in Oceanside. Paul, how are you? Doing well, Fred. Thank you very much. Hope you guys are well. We are well, Paul. Thank you for bringing that up. Now, we're going to pay tribute to Vic. You're going to deliver today's haiku. Um, Have you worked on this for a while? Is it just off the top of your head? I'm, I'm, I did not work on this. This is, this is from a master. This is from a, one of Vic's favorites. Ah, yeah. yeah. 
Look at Freddie shake his head. Why don't you like when people say it's from one of the masters, Fred? Because I don't get it. No, here's why. Because the haikus are specific to the haiku artist or the haiku master. When you say it's from one of the masters, then you don't know where it came from, which well, you means you could have made it up. You don't know that, Paul. He hasn't said the name. He might, Paul, do you know yeah. which master it's from? Yeah, it's Isa. See? Oh, okay, well, that's All different right. then. That's different. In, in fact, that's, that's one of Vic's favorites. That's right. Oh, okay, you're going to give us one so of Vic's favorites. So why do you favorites. shake your head before that? Well, no, because I One thought... of the masters could be a lot of the, like Isa. All right, if good one. If you're going to use a master, please use their name. That's all I'm saying, and then we know it's authentic. Or oh no, what does Vic say? The ancient warriors, the, the ancient, ancient ones. ones. Yeah, the ancient ones. All right, but this is from Issa. Okay, Paul, let's start the music. And now with a daily haiku at two to pay tribute to Vic. There was Paul in Oceanside. And Paul, good afternoon. Good afternoon to the Dean. Hello, Paul. I'm the Dean. Good afternoon, Rodney Pete. Fight on. Fight on, Paul. Good afternoon to the master producer, Tim K. Oh. Oh. Uh -oh. I'm sorry, Tim who? Uh-oh, Tim Cates. Wow. What? Wow, Paul. No? Yeah. Stop disrespecting right. me, bro. Wow. Stop disrespecting <laughs> me, bro. Oh, man, Paul. Paul, it's oh. Kevin. It's Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Oh, I can't believe that. That's my brother's name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tim. Tim, sorry. you did it again. <laughs> Stop no, disrespecting me, bro. <laughs> and Kevin figures. Good afternoon, oh. sir. Greetings, Paul. <laughs> Did I miss that one, too? No, you got, it. You got, got it. Call him, call him Peter, Kevin. Oh, yeah. you got it. You're, you're good, Paul. You, you, you got it. Fourth My try. My goodness. Anyway, anyway, I just want to really wish the best to Vic. I think all of us in L.A. and Orange County and down here in San Diego, we, we really just want to wish Vic the best and a, a quick recovery, and we can't wait until he gets back. We're with you. And now to the haiku. Winter seclusion. Listening that evening to the rain in the mountains. I'm feeling you. Very solid, Paul. Very simple. solid. Yeah, simple. simple, but you get it. You know, you can put some time in and think if you'd like to invest it. But if you choose not to, you still get it. And, Paul, that was terrific. So thank you very much. I just thought it a little apropos with the, with the rainy day. You know, yeah, the rain. absolutely. No, yeah. Good call today, Paul. Well done. Appreciate you listening. You take care of yourself. All right. Now, Rodney, we do have an update. Again, thanks to Paul. We do have an update on what happened to Bailey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mike in Norwalk is checking in. All right, Mike, what happened to Bailey? All right, well, I was at the game Saturday, and they had a big promo about it. Uh, he was uh, all bandaged up, like you said, and then in between periods, they unveiled him, and they, they showed on the big screen, like him going to a plastic surgeon, getting all this, you know, like bigger cheeks and everything else. They never said anything about him being injured, but that's all they, they showed as a, 
at the promo, you know, during the game on Saturday. So what do you when he th- came back and he was unveiled? Okay, well, well, did they remove the bandages? Yes, they did. Okay, did he look different? Yeah, he looked. He did look a lot different. Bigger cheeks and stuff like that. And kind of, you know, he had plastic surgery. I guess it's L.A., right? Okay, yeah, that that makes sense. All right, so and Mike, thank you for clearing that up. Appreciate it. So Rodney, now we can't confirm that Bailey was not beat. He just had surgery. Right, he had plastic surgery. Oh. And if you look at older uh, photos of Bailey and the most recent one that he put out on his own account, there's definitely a difference between uh in the face area. Well, sure. what's what's the difference, Kevin? Uh, snout looks a little narrow, narrower, lower. <laughs> face is brighter, <laughs> for sure. S- the same smile that we all love. The snout is what? The snout is narrow. <laughs> looks a little bit, at least to me, it looks a little bit narrower. Yeah. <laughs> a little lower. Hangs a little bit lower. Okay. The smile is uh actually maybe a little bit more, a little more brighter. Is how I would probably describe it. Than does the he, previous? Band. Does he look better now than he did, or does he look like those people that go and have work done and their face is stretched so tight mm. that you know their eyes are now in the back of their head, like Madonna? Well, I don't want to name names. <laughs> I will say that I prefer the classic uh, Bailey look I over there. Dare you one. talk about my girl Madonna ever? Somebody should uh, think about that for Chuck the Condor. Dating Madonna? No, the plastic <laughs> surgery, Fred. <laughs> Although I wouldn't put it past her. Oh yeah, no, I mean Madonna. You know, Madonna's not afraid to date anybody. The queen of the hey, lizards. Hey, hey, again, I'm not going to sit here and let y'all talk about my girl Madonna. No, a I, Detroit I, girl. I was, I was Come paying, on now. I was paying her tribute. I wasn't saying anything yeah, bad. Ronnie yeah. was. Yes, yes, you were. What I say? Don't like it. Don't like it. She date about anybody. She has a whole new set of scales. You should see her. My God, Ronnie. Ronnie. My God, How dare you? You just said, Ronnie dare just you? said that would upset him, and then you say that. My Detroit home girl. I'm just telling Don't the truth. The truth hurts sometimes, Rod. Is that the truth? It's fabricated lies, Ronnie. And I want you to stop. Pictures don't lie. Well, I haven't seen a picture of her in a while. Google her, Fred. No. She posted a video like last week. It's pretty scary. Maybe she's just wearing makeup. For or the video. S- or she just shed her okay. skin and all she right. has no okay. scales. All right, all right, all right. She didn't I, shed anything. I will say that I, I much prefer the old Bailey look personally, but it could be just an old familiar for me, Fred. Maybe it's one of those. And I prefer the old Madonna look. Okay, Ronnie, <laughs> fine. Let's Ronnie. Go. See, just like earlier with the Felicity, I was trying to move on. Yeah, so was I. <laughs> it's lit. You're welcome. Stories lighting up the sports headlines. He was on with us earlier. He took he said it gets dark faster. And when it gets dark faster at night, people are a little crazy when they're driving. You need to be careful. If you find yourself in any kind of problem, call Jacob. Accident or injury, call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. Some uh, Dodger news that just came down the pipeline about 30 seconds ago. They have declined the 2023 options of Hanser Alberto and the man that David would call, David Vassay would call, sweating Jimmy Nelson. Not Jimmy Nelson. Oh, Jimmy Nelson. Remember Jimmy Nelson? Love Jimmy Nelson. Yeah, did not pitch this year. We, uh, we had Jimmy on the show. He was we great. Did have, we did have Jimmy on the show. Uh, terrific. So Hanser Alberto, who was kind of the... The life's blood energy source during the regular season for the team had his option declined, as did Jimmy Nelson. So those two guys not on the comeback trail. And I also saw this from John Morosi saying that probably unsurprisingly, Texas Rangers are among the most likely options for Clayton Kershaw if he doesn't resign with the Dodgers. Okay, we figured that. Yeah. 
that we figured. For the last five years, that's what you're right. talking about. And, and for Alberto, uh, you know, he's one of those guys you sign at the end anyway, right? He's that guy near the end of uh, the winter meetings. You need that. that um, well, you're hoping he'd be an important utility, utility guy. guy for you. I mean, which is, I mean, the way the Dodgers used players, that's an important role. It would have been nice if they would have had him to go to in the postseason. He just struggled so much in the second half, especially they couldn't use him. But I'm pretty sure that's a valuable spot on the Dodger roster if they can find a guy that has position versatility and a right-handed bat that can hit a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, they're going to need somebody that's a cheerleader now. They're going to need wow. somebody to stand at the top of the dugout. Wow, step, you know? wow, wow. Man. You basically you call that. it Hanser Alberto Bailey. You called him a mascot, essentially, just now. I did not call him a mascot. I mean, I, that's what it sounded like to me, Rodney. I don't know if you... I did not it call him It sounded exactly like that to me. Yeah, just need a cheerleader, a mascot, whatever, same sentence. Yeah, it's bad. He also did come in and... He had some pretty bright moments for the Dodgers as well, Fred. Yeah, he's very likely. Just like he struggled a little bit at the end, as Kevin mentioned, but he still had some big-time big, big time spots for him. And um, a guy that can play multiple positions uh, that they could probably get cheap. So, cheap. So, I don't know. It's probably a position that they find someone, if not re-sign him again, but find someone because the Dodgers made a living on those kind of guys. Moving on to football, we had Vinny Bonsignor on last hour talking, you know, Chargers, Rams, a little bit of Raiders, too. This is amazing. So Jonathan Abram was a first-round pick, part of the Mike Mayock, John Gruden regime, who was waived earlier today after the Raiders could not trade him at the deadline. Do you realize between 2019 and 2021, one, two, three, four, five, four, excuse me, four first-round picks the Raiders have made in the last couple of years are no longer on the roster? And Josh Jacobs, who's having a really good year for them, four. Alex Leatherwood was their first-round pick just last season. Cut him loose. Henry Ruggs, of course, we know about the tragedy involving him uh, with the car with the uh, DUI accident in Las Vegas. Damon Arnett was a first-round pick in 2020 as well. He was cut. Now Jonathan Abram was cut. The only two guys left from 2019, Cleveland Farrell, who had his fifth year declined and by many estimations is a bust at this point considering he was a top-five pick. And Josh Jacobs had his fifth year declined, although he's still being still productive as a running back for them. But can you imagine, since 2019, four first-round picks no longer on the roster. You wonder why the Raiders are struggling a little bit, huh? Yeah, well, what was Mayock and John Gruden doing? A good question. You know, you're, you're, you're not going to hit on all your picks in anything, right? But those early picks, those first-round picks... You gotta believe you need those guys to stay around. Right? At least a couple of yeah. them. Yeah, it's like, damn, really? Four? I, yeah, I mean, twenty nineteen. It's like the a sixth round guy didn't make it. Only it's her first round pick. Yeah, that's a problem. Like their only saving grace is Max Crosby. He's one of the best pass rushers in the league. I think he was a fifth and, and round. And Josh pick. Jacobs, right? I mean, that's and, the only one that you mentioned. And, and Josh was a late first round pick. That's about it. For the rest of the guys yeah. that regime took, it's pretty bad. Nobody, nobody, really, nobody. Are, Horrible. And you wonder why the Raiders are where they are. Exactly. So maybe it's not all Josh McDaniel's fault, at least from a, from a talent standpoint. And I saw this as well. We talked about expansion with the NBA, whether or not they're going to be in Vegas, if Seattle is an option. I saw this from Mark Spears. He says that uh, expansion is not on the docket for right now, but if and when it is, the NBA is actually going to consider Mexico City of all places. Do you think Mexico City would be a viable place for an NBA franchise, Fred? I think it's smart. I, I think it's an enormous market. Oh, uh, is it? Mexico City, Toronto. If you Biggest city to in the world, Mexico City. Largest yeah. population in the world. Yeah. There's money there. And the NBA wants to go where there's money. And imagine if they went to Mexico. 
the branding and the marketing in the country of Mexico, which would then filter out. I, I It would not surprise me one bit to put no. a team down there. Not at all. If any team can go global faster, it's the NBA. NBA can do that. You know, you know. I know the NFL is talking about London and Germany, maybe, and somewhere over there to do something. But it feels like the NBA could do that in a heartbeat. They could do Mexico City. Would it be a three-hour flight for the folks here in LA? Something like that. Maybe a little bit more. So maybe how- even shorter, shorter from Miami, Texas, San Antonio, Houston. That's not a long flight. Dallas. That's not a long flight to get to Mexico City. What about uh, Phoenix? Not a long flight. East Coast. East Coast no different than than the Golden State Warriors going to play the Heat. Okay. You know, it, it's doable. Doable. I mean, we got the team in, in in Toronto, right? Why not go, you know, keep it in North America, south of the border instead of north of the border. Yeah. Before we run, I know we have to get to David Vassay, but I just saw this from uh, Sham Sharania. Uh, maybe throwing a little... Uh, little extinguisher on the fire of Laker fans who are thinking they might want to trade those two number one picks to improve the roster. This is something that Shams just posted maybe about, I don't know, 10 minutes ago. I'm told the organization will be prudent with their two first round picks available that they have for the remainder of the decade in 2027 and 2029. Um, I, I don't believe the Lakers are in a position right now to mortgage their future with those two available picks. So, you know, realizing that this team is probably not going to be a championship contender, might not even be a shoe-in for the playoffs. I mean, the way that the season is going, they're probably looking at marginal changes around the edges at best. And that means trying to make deals without putting in first round picks because as of right now the organization uh seems to be moving in a direction where they're going to resist moving first round picks if the season continues to go down this path so for lakers fans who are clamoring for a buddy heel miles turner move where you're giving up two first round picks or giving up multiple seconds and first like i i don't think where we see this lakers team it's not prudent for them to do that all right so what i'm taking from that is uh if we're bad we're going to be bad and we're not going to fix it right now. We're not going to go from bad to try to be somewhat mediocre. Yeah, that's what I took from it. Yeah, uh, same thing. It's like, what, what, unless it's, is it going to is it going to get us to a championship right away? It's going to get us to the playoffs. Is it going to be that much of a difference maker right away? And and, and they're going no. So we're not going to we're not going to do it. Which means, Fred. The suffering continues for Lakers fans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's what's lighting up the headlines. Kevin's been great. Uh, David Bassey is going to join us next. GM meetings are underway. Let's find out what he knows about Justin Turner, uh, Clayton Kershaw, any other moves the Dodgers may be pondering. That's next. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Money. That's money. Enter it now. Do it. AM570LASports.com For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Bringing you LA's best sports talk weekdays, noon to three. Bogan and Rodney.
Fred Rogan, Rodney P. on AM570 LA Sports. All right, time to start being careful out there driving now. Here comes the rain. At 3 p.m., it's really going to start coming down, and it should break around 7. So be careful driving. It's election day. The polls close at 8. If you're going to go, if you're going to vote, give yourself a little extra time today. Be safe. And if you want to hear election coverage and find out what's going on and the analysis, go over to KFI. AM 640, because they're all over it. Uh, Okay, and don't forget, we're giving away those tickets to the suite tomorrow night. Clippers, Lakers, we'll be doing that soon. But baseball's GM meetings are underway, and let's bring out our buddy David Basset. And Dave, thanks for jumping on. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, Dave, what's the difference between the GM meetings and the winter meetings? (laughs) That's a great question, Fred. It feels like just another name for teams and agents uh, to be under the same roof at the same time. This is a period of time where the groundwork is laid for what we may see come to fruition during the winter meetings. So no action really happens here. It all comes during the winter meetings. I wouldn't say no action. There is action and there could be, I won't say uh, an Aaron judge or Jacob deGrom is going to sign during this period of time, but this is a period of time where, you know, teams are meeting with agents about players on their own team and also discussing players on other teams and free agents. So there's a lot going on, but you don't see the results of all this until later in the winter. Okay, it seems to me, Dave, that the Dodgers are going to have a a fairly fascinating winter to get ready for next year. They've got a lot of decisions to make. Stan Kasten talked about relying on young prospects. How many of those do you think we'll see? Yeah, that's a great question, Fred. Um, You're right about the Dodgers having a lot of big decisions to make. This may be one of the most challenging off-seasons for Andrew Friedman. Uh, You might find that interesting because they came off a record-setting season during the regular season, but after 111 wins, they only won one game in the postseason. And they have some decisions to be made with some really good players, starting with Justin Turner. Uh, Thursday's the deadline for the Dodgers to make a decision on whether or not they're going to pick up his option for $16 million or decide to buy him out for $2 million. They also have decisions to be made on Cody Bellinger. Are they going to tender him a contract and go to arbitration where he more than likely is going to be paid $18 million? Or do they feel like it's run its course and they're going to say, you know what, there's other avenues for us to get better other than counting on or hoping for Cody Bellinger to find something offensively again. And also Tyler Anderson. I feel like he's another big part of this offseason. He was so good for the Dodgers. All his teammates raved about him, how tough of a pitcher he is and how good he was. The Dodgers more than likely, Fred, are going to extend a qualifying offer to Anderson for this year, $19 million. The expectation around baseball is he will decline that qualifying offer and we'll see whether or not he and the Dodgers can come to some sort of agreement. And, you know, I did not mention Clayton Kershaw. Uh, I, I feel like the indications I'm getting is he'll be back as a Dodger. Yeah, I think Kershaw will be back. Let's uh, let's let's backtrack now. Justin Turner, we had him on the air last week. He said he'd not heard from the Dodgers. Do you think, realistically, <laughs> they don't know what they're going to do with him at this time? 
I, I think that's a bad sign for Justin Turner when you haven't heard from them, right? Uh, if, uh, if they're going to pick up the option, you probably would have heard about it by now. But I will warn you, Fred, that if the Dodgers decide to buy him out of his contract instead of picking up the $16 million option, that doesn't mean the book is closed on Justin Turner and the Dodgers. The Dodgers may just want to try to reset the luxury tax and in doing so may ask Turner to take less than the $16 million. And with the $2 million buyout, you could get creative with the numbers. Uh, but the Dodgers are smart business people, and Andrew Friedman's a smart baseball person. It's not smart business to continually go over that luxury tax threshold. The penalties are set up so where the, they are more severe if you go over the luxury tax for a third straight year. And the Dodgers would be going over the luxury tax for a third straight year if they continue the spending the way they have the previous two years. That doesn't mean a rebuild. It just means they have to find a way to get creative, have a good team, and stay under the luxury tax, whether that's by a dollar or $20 million still remains to be seen. And that being said, on the topic of money, Cody Bellinger, $18 million. Uh, do you think they'll spend $18 million for a guy that can't hit? It's becoming less likely after reading what Stan Kasten told Bill Plaschke. If the Dodgers' goal is to allow younger players like James Altman, Miguel Vargas, uh, Michael Bush to get more at-bats this year, there's other alternatives, whether it's them or via trade, than an $18 million defensive specialist, no matter how good he is defensively. Uh, I saw the Trey Turner hype video, free agent hype video. Did you see that? Were you hyped, Fred? I was not. <laughs> I wasn't hyped, but I thought it was interesting that that had been published and put out so people could take a look at it. Uh, I believe, Dave, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, the Dodgers certainly would like to have him back, but the question becomes, at 10 years, whatever it could be, can they afford him and would they want to? Yeah, that's a great question, Fred, and I feel like the consensus around baseball from the people I've spoken to that the Dodgers and Trey Turner more than likely are not going to continue their relationship unless his market completely bottoms out, which is a possibility. I'm not sure how many teams are in the market for a high-priced shortstop. There is still that outside possibility, uh, but the consensus is that um, he is going to sign elsewhere. The teams I've heard are the Cubs, the Braves, the Phillies. Those are the three teams that I've heard have a lot of interest in Trey Turner. All right. Speaking of free agents, what about Jacob DeGrom? Do they spend on him? Yeah, well, the market is, um, there, there's a market for Jacob DeGrom. And, uh, you know, I could see him getting a similar contract to Trevor Bauer and Max Scherzer, where the years are not that long, but the annual average salary is large. And I could definitely see him eclipsing the $41 million that Scherzer got per year from the Mets last season. So you got the Mets. The Rangers, from what I've been told, are going to be very aggressive this free agency. They just hired Bruce Bochy. They signed Seager and Simeon to try to win. They don't have much of a farm system. So they've been linked to DeGrom as well and Aaron Judge. So they are going to drive the price up on a lot of these free agents. And DeGrom more than likely is going to get three to four years at 
uh, a total value of maybe forty-five to fifty million dollars per season. Wow! You mentioned uh, Trevor Bauer. Can you explain where that is right now? Is he still being paid by the Dodgers? This is the final year of his deal. What What do you know? Yeah, this upcoming season, it'll be the final year of his contract that he signed with the Dodgers, and the appeal process is still going on. It, it did not count against the Dodgers' luxury tax. They did not pay him because he was suspended by Major League Baseball without pay, and that covered the entire season. Um, so right now, um, nobody has gotten clarification on if there's going to be a final resolution on this anytime soon. So I'm not sure how the Dodgers are planning to operate, uh, but you would assume they are going to operate with him being suspended because that's what he is. Uh, Julio Urias, a Cy Young finalist, Dave Roberts, manager of the year finalist. Neither surprises you, right? No, not at all. I mean, the Dodgers had a, a record-breaking season. How could Dave Roberts not be a finalist? And the one thing about Dave Roberts, I'm not sure even his players appreciate Fred, is not only does he have to manage his players, but he also has to manage up in this new wave of collaboration with front offices. Uh, Dave Roberts has a lot on his plate, not just with his players, but also you know trying to manage the relationship with the front office and be able to manage that with the players as well. I think there's uh, not a, enough appreciation for that part of the job that is very unique to the Dodgers. Managing the Dodgers is not like managing the Phillies. I hate to break it to everybody. I think Dave could win manager of the year, but Julio, does he win Cy Young or no? I don't believe so, Fred. I, I feel like he'll be in second place to Sandy Alcantara who had an incredible year, pitched more innings, had five or six complete games. And for me, what put Alcantara over the edge for the final vote was he pitched a complete game yeah. against the Dodgers in Miami, one of the best lineups in baseball. He shut down with a complete game. So that eliminates the argument that he's not facing anybody uh, of, uh, of competition. He, he shut down the best offense in baseball. All right, Dave, before we let you go, uh, you have any thoughts on Dusty winning a World Series? We hate the Astros winning, but what about Dusty? Man, Dusty Baker was my first favorite Dodger player growing up. My first memory of my first favorite Dodger was Dusty Baker. He was just so cool, and I think he carried that with that throughout his entire baseball career. I know he wasn't with the Dodgers his entire playing career, but it seems like He's identified with the Dodgers after beating the Yankees in 81. And I'm fortunate enough to call him a friend. And he is just a tremendous person. And there's a reason why everybody was rooting for him. And to see the reaction from his dugout, his players, it's just really special for a guy that didn't need a World Series to validate his managing career. But certainly, I think it puts the exclamation mark on a Hall of Fame managing career and couldn't say enough about Dusty Baker, the person. We all love him. All right. Dave, appreciate you jumping on. Thank you for the info. We'll talk again soon. Okay, Fred. Thank you. Who's going with us to the Crypt tomorrow night for the Clippers and Lakers game? 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570. You be caller number six, and you're going to be at the game with us.
tomorrow. A pizza Zubats punishing the rim once again with a right hand. It's round two in the battle for LA as the Clippers and Lakers square off for the second time this season. Don't miss a moment of the action as Clippers Countdown begins at 6 p.m. right here. The official home of Clippers basketball is AM570 LA Sports. They share a house but not a home. Right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hogan and Rodney. Rodney Peach, an athlete. Rodney Peach, a father. Rodney Peach, an LA icon. Rodney Peach, and this guy. Red Rogan. <laughs> AM570 LA Sports. Mike and Thousand Oaks. Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow night at the crypt. Clippers, Lakers, you're in the suite. Bring a pal. Everything's on us. We're going to have a great time. Ronnie, Kevin, thank you. Terrific work as always. Please, everybody, be safe driving. Here comes the rain. And Rodney will do it again tomorrow. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend now a ghost in the dark? Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend. Trying to floss on a blind to a broken man's dreams. A hard lesson, court cases keep them guessing. Plea bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Cost me more to be free than a life in the pen. Making money off of cuss words, writing again. Learn how to take a head, so I fight with my pen. Late night down sunset, like in the sin. What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell. To live and die in LA on bail. My people say, This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.